Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Boot Camp as we study Parshat Kedoshim 572. The entire series is being sponsored by Rachel Feiner, Alana Mark Rothenberg, Lili Nishmas, Azriel Benyako Feiner. Parshat Kedoshim this year falls out just a couple of days after Yom Atzma'at, and I want to try to use some connections between Eretz Yisrael and this parsha. And when I say Eretz Yisrael, I mean the modern state of Israel as well. Now, just for full disclosure, in Eretz Yisrael, the parsha of this week is Pasha's Emor, but it works out very nicely as well, because Kedoshim was the Shabbos before Yom Ha'atzmaut. Let's jump right in. Kedoshim to you. The Medrash says, what does it mean, Kedoshim to you? He quotes a pasuk from, the Medrash quotes a pasuk from Tehillim, Chaf, the 20th chapter of Psalms, Yishlach Ezracha Mikodesh. That what it means to be Kadosh is that you will gain your strength from Kodesh. And Kodesh in this context means from Eretz Yisrael. Amazingly, the understanding of Kadoshim to you, according to the Medrash, is something special about what Eretz Yisrael does for a Jew the need to link Kedoshim with the holiest place. I've mentioned in the past a conversation that I had with Revaron Lichtenstein about this general idea. See, you have to look at the whole Pasuk. The Pasuk says in Tehillim Chaf, Pasuk Gimel, Yishlach Ezracha Mikodesh umitzion yisadeka. You will find your strength, your support from Tzion, and that will send forth your help from the sanctuary. And what Revaron Lichtenstein said, he was not commenting on this Pasuk, but he was commenting on a Ramban, was we clearly see that there's a qualitative difference to mitzvot in Eretz Yisrael and mitzvot out of Eretz Yisrael. That's one understanding of this whole concept. In fact, he told me in a personal conversation that I had with him, and I think I've seen this written up as well, that Raf Huttner, when he would come to Eretz Yisrael, he would put his tefillin on on the plane, and then he would put his tefillin on again without a bracha when he arrived in Eretz Yisrael. There's a qualitative difference to mitzvahs that are in, done in Eretz Yisrael, even if it's not a mitzvah that is totally ba'aretz, that is connected to the land. Now, this actually ties into what we saw at the end of last week's parasha, that there's a qualitative difference to averos, to sins that are done in the land of Israel, as the Torah threatens us, if we don't behave in the land of Israel, and we'll come back to this in a few minutes, then we're threatened with being thrown out. The Malbim, who explains the Kedoshim Tiyu, based on this, so the Malbim, the Malbim, we think about the Malbim as a Rishon in many ways because of his insights into the Chumash, but the Malbim lived from 1809 to 1879, had a very challenging life, but Baruch Hashem was able to uh, give us his great commentary on Chumash and on the entire Nevi'im and Ksuvim. The Malbim says, Hagam Shehu Atarachok, he's talking about in his time, even though now we're far away from Eretz Yisrael, Mitzion Yishlach Ezra, when we think about Eretz Yisrael, it's, we get support. 
And we know that when we're in Chutzlaretz, you just learn about Eretz Yisrael, you read the stories about the current Eretz Yisrael, or even about the past, the Lech Lecha, it gives us power, it gives us strength. So here we're taking Kedoshim to you, that inherently does not sound like it has anything to do specifically with Eretz Yisrael, but we're finding that the greatest place for this, as a source of Kedusha is the land of Israel, even when we are in Chutzlaretz. And this is what the Eitz Yosef, the Eitz Yosef was one of the great commentaries on the Medrash. Hatam, he gives a, a mystical explanation. That what happens is there's this special power, influence of divine providence in the land of Israel, and this is able to extend itself to a Jew wherever he or she is leaving. Again, the Medrash and Pashas Kedoshim, along these ideas, Kol Tovos, Ubrachos, and Nechamos, Shachadosh Baruch Hu, Atid Litein Liyisrael, that all the good and the comfort that comes to the Jewish people, Enon Ela Mitzion, the source of it is Zion. And we know another Pasuk in Tehillim that says, Miyite Mitzion Yeshuas Yisrael, David HaMelech, who's talking about the salvation of Israel, will come out of Zion. Rashi, incredibly, on that Pasuk, if we haven't gotten the point, says, Az Yikrav Hayom, the day will come, Shayitan, Mitzion Yeshuas Yisrael. Rashi is saying, looking at this more so futuristic promise of the Messianic time, where we'll not only get our inspiration from Zion, but this inspiration, Biyamos Mashiach, will bring us all home. Now, along the same theme, I wanted to share with you an incredible insight from the Ibn Ezra. The Ibn Ezra, who we've used many times in boot camp, he never made it to Eretz Yisrael. There's a lot of historical discussion, even confusion, about uh, the Ibn Ezra's family. There is a view that his son-in-law was Rabbi Huda Halevi, the great lover of Tzion. You know, when you go to the Kotel and you walk down the steps to the Kotel, those are called the uh, steps of Rabbi Huda Halevi. And even with Rabbi Huda Halevi, there's a debate, did he make it to Eretz Yisrael or not? But we definitely know from the many, many, we almost call them piyutim, even though they're in fact uh, keynote of Tishabav, how much he yearned for Eretz Yisrael, Tzion HaLot Tishali was just one. There's another view that he was a machudin of Rabbi Huda Halevi. But either way, the Ibn Ezra never made it. And there's a legend about the Ibn Ezra that he finally was about to make it to Eretz Yisrael, but the ship left a little bit too early, or he got there a little bit too late. And the Ibn Ezra lived in many countries. He's identified with Spain, but he also lived in uh, England for a time. And he asked a general question. At the end of last week's parsha, at the end of Parsha Sachri Mos, you have all the Arayos the illicit relations. And then you come to the beginning of Pasha's Kedoshim. And Pasha's Kedoshim, in many ways, is the Parsha of the street. It's what you do every day. You find someone's object, you return it. 
talks about civil law. It's not necessarily a, a majestic, uh, majestic ideas, lofty ideas. It's not even talking necessarily about the most, the worst types of sins that a person would commit. And Ibn Ezra makes the following statement to understand the juxtaposition between Parshas Acherimos, the end of Acherimos, and Parshas Kedoshim. And he says, V'tam harayos. The reason why we have this parsha after all the arayas that are mentioned in the previous parsha, and as you recall, the pasuk told us that we're not supposed to be like Mitzrayim, and we're not supposed to be like Canaan, who acted in a promiscuous way. So why do we have all of a sudden very different the parsha of the everyday of the everyman? So the Ibn Ezra says, Shalo yechshavu ki ba'avor shmiras harayis levadam yamdu ba'aretz. You shouldn't think that the way you're going to be able to survive in Eretz Yisrael is by not being promiscuous, by not being the way the Egyptians were and the way the Canaanites were. That's not enough. Judaism is not just sur meirah, staying away from the bad. But Judaism is about kadoshim to you, about all the positive things you could do. And what the Ibn Ezra is telling us is shegam yesh mitzvahs acheros. There are other mitzvahs, imlo tishmerun, if you don't keep them, to garshim and aretz, that you'll be driven out of the land. Now he goes on to say, which mitzvahs are these? Vehem aseres hadivarim haniskarim. The Ibn, is, the Ibn Ezra, like many commentaries, they see Parshas Kedoshim as every mitzvah in Parshas Kedoshim somehow fitting into the Aseris Hadibras. I'll leave that for you for homework. But either way, what the Ibn Ezra is telling us is that when you look at the Aseris Hadibras, the Aseris Hadibras are not just about all the no's, but it's also about the yeses, the kibbut aim, the keeping of Shabbos. And you find in this parasha many positives. Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel, Jewish nationhood, is not built on staying away from the bad. That obviously is part of it, but it's also built on doing the positive, doing what's great. It's not just about not violating the Shabbos, it's about keeping Shabbos, finding the sanctity in all the assays of Shabbos. So this is the Ibn Ezra. And this is a general idea that the Ibn Ezra talks about in a number of places to think positively, not just to think negatively or staying away from the negative. Now this leads me finally to the Hasidic insight this week. I came across a fascinating sefer that is studied by Chabad, the Rebbe, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, in 1942, upon the instructions of his father-in-law, the previous Rebbe, put together a sefer called Hayom Yom. It's an anthology of Hasidic teachings arranged according to the days of the year. So I happened to see this week, Gimel Iyar. And in Gimel Iyar, he quotes something from Parshas Kedoshim. Now, Rashi tells us in this parsha, Lo Tignovo, what does it mean you shouldn't steal? Ashara lagone mama. It's the warning against theft, like a robber. 
A robber is actually one who does it openly. A ganav is one who does it quietly. But it's not discussing the stealing from the Aseris Hadibros. The stealing from the Aseris Hadibros is kidnapping. That's what Rashi goes on to say. Avolotignov, shal Aseris Hadibros, ashara lagoni of That's kidnapping. Here's basic stealing. The Lubavitch Rebbe says an incredible thing in this Sefer Hayom Yom. Obviously, stealing is terrible. But what we are challenged to do as Jews is to elevate the forbidden by studying their natures and implications. And this is something that he quotes from the Baal Shem Tov, that everything we see could teach us some lessons in how to better fulfill our divine mission. And he quotes then from another, another uh, Rebbe, Reb Zusha, the Lubavitch Rebbe is not just giving his own insights, who listed seven traits of a thief that we should emulate. Again, he's not telling us to steal, but you could learn from a Ganev. Remember, the difference between a Ganev and a Goslin is a Goslin is a robber. He does things openly, steals. You know, he holds you up. A Ganev sneaks into your house in the middle of the night. So there's what to learn from him. And he lists seven things. Number one, he works silently, modestly, without fanfare. That's the way we are supposed to act, not stealing, but in our daily lives. Number two, he's prepared to face danger in order to carry out his mission. This is the, the Rebbe promoting and pushing people to have Mesiras Nefesh. Number three, he pays full attention even to the smallest detail, because a Ganev in the middle of the night doesn't want to get caught, knock over a plant. To us, every detail matters. Number four, he works hard on his mission. We obviously are supposed to have a malus effort in everything that we do. Number five, he works quickly, not wasting any time. That's what we refer to as rezus. We wake up and we get the day moving. We do things with all the mitzvot that confront us. Number six, he's confident and optimistic. That's something that we have to do. And number seven, I'm going to leave that to you to figure out what's the big number seven. Oh, I'll tell you. When a thief has his intention of breaking into a home or stealing, if he doesn't make it the first time, he tries many other times. He knows he has to accomplish his mission. And that's the same with us. You could see this as a message from the Rebbe. If we fail, we pick ourselves up and we try again. It's interesting that they attribute a teaching to Chaim Nachman Bialik, just to taking this full circle and connecting this to Eretz Yisrael and Yom Atzimut, that he said one time that we know that Israel will be in a normal state when we have the first thief and the first policeman. Now, that's not something that we strive for, but it's just the irony of what it means to be a real state. These, this is the reality. Parshish Kedoshim is how we deal with real issues that confront the Jewish people and how we try to elevate ourselves to be Kedoshim. Kedoshim not up in the sky, but Kedoshim as we live here, have an amazing Shabbos.